What you are about to hear is a labor of love. Our love is for the music, and music is for the people. We at Rockstrikes10 and cnjradio.com have always recommended that any music we promote on our shows be legally purchased, downloaded, and or streamed. We feel this way not only for our network of shows, but for all music-based shows. By supporting the artist in this way, more music can be created and the industry as a whole can prosper. The music is owned by their respective labels or hopefully the artists themselves. This broadcast is owned by cnjradio.com. Our only mission is to promote the music we love and promote the legal purchase of it. Enjoy the show and turn it up. Welcome to Rock Welcome to Rock Strikes 10, the show guaranteed to always give you 10 songs, no more, no less. My name is Joey. I want to thank everybody for tuning into the show here today, especially if you're doing it at the central station of cnjradio.com. All right, it's time now for part three of the 81 from 81, the best albums of 1981, part five of our overall 10 part spectacular here. Come along with me. Let's get right back to the countdown. Let's stop wasting time. Coming in at number 60 right here. Uh, you know, on the last episode, I played some massive funk rock R&B stalwarts in Earth, Wind and & Fire and Cool in & the Gang. And here's yet another one on the 1981 countdown. I love the fact that true funk and R&B is still happening here on the charts by this point because... You know, I don't even hear the funk anymore, hardly, guys. Seriously, an R&B just ain't what it used to be. Uh, but like I said, still happening in 1981. This band had been doing it for so long, they definitely had been doing it longer than any of those bands I just mentioned. Matter of fact, they were on their 20th record here in 1981, just making the cut on December 1st of 1981. Plus, this was their second release within the calendar year. Yes, I actually reviewed one of their other albums for possible inclusion on this countdown. Didn't quite make it. This one being a little bit stronger, in my opinion. But, man, you gotta tip your hat to the great Isley Brothers. The iconic Isley Brothers. One of the most successful bands of all time. Don't believe me? Go look them up. They had, like, a number one chart song in, like, four or five consecutive decades. It's ridiculous. And you know their songs, even if you don't know that name. Their second of two albums out in 1981 that I liked better was an album called Inside You... I don't even think it did all that well. Probably the fact of people judging the book by its cover. It's truly one of the bad album covers of all time. They look like they're on their way to a village people audition. It's bad. Like, you know, can't be a shit for sure. Not just in retrospect, but then as well. But yeah, it doesn't take away from the fact that the music is great if you care to get into it. Yeah, we're going to kick off the show with another high energy number right here with the great Isley Brothers. So yeah. Give in to Love Zone.
Sort of like a cool mashup of two of their all-time classics, That Lady and Fight the Power, in my opinion. But yeah, kicking off the show here today with the number 60 album of 1981, according to me, myself, and I, Joey, right here. That was the Isley Brothers from the album Inside You, and that was Love Zone. Not to be confused with the Billy Ocean song of the same name. How could you? They're completely different types of songs. Yeah, we're going to move over here. We're going to do a massive pivot into the world of reggae. And I'm not talking about Bob Marley, but I am talking about one of his early band members in the Whalers who went solo and, for my money, had a better solo output. He's my favorite reggae artist of all time, the late, great Peter Tosh. And he put out his fifth album in 1981, came out in June of 81, self-produced. Uh, and also, just, you know, due to the fact that uh, greatness recognizes greatness, uh, an album that was originally issued on Rolling Stones Records. Yes, the vanity imprint of the Rolling Stones. Uh, yeah, they were fans, especially Keith, for sure. But yeah, they have great taste. And like I said, I love Peter Tosh. So here he is from the kickoff album from his Wanted, Dread, and Alive record. This is Coming In Hot. Coming in hot, hot, hot. Thank you. 
Coming in at number 59 on the 81 from 81, that was the late great Peter Tosh from the Wanted Dreader Alive record with the kickoff track, Coming In Hot. Tosh stuff either always puts me in a good mood or it gets me angry in a sense of where I want to do better and uh, (laughs) fight the man, you know. But yeah, I hope you went along with me on that little journey out there into Jamaica right there. And like I said, if you're going to go reggae, go Peter Tosh in my opinion. Equal rights, legalize it, great records. And one to dread and alive, not bad either. So, all right, moving on here. This band put out their Swan Song record, and as sad as it is, yes, it was only their eighth studio album. And, you know, I don't even use this kind of comparison loosely, but much like the Beatles left a massive imprint with very few albums. Uh, but, man, just the fact that they had a small output does not take away from their legacy, influence, and true greatness. And I am talking about one of the great pop acts of all time, ABBA. Man, yeah, and I, and I mean that. ABBA is true greatness, some of the most perfect pop music you'll ever hear in your life. Like I said, they put out their final album on November 30th of 1981, an album called The Visitors, sort of self-produced, produced by Benny and Bjorn. Even though they were kind of up front, they were also like the behind-the-scenes guys as well. You, you know who was up front. What are we pretending to not know here, like... Yes, but they wrote the song, so they deserve equal credit. And, you know, for sure, they're the ones that definitely cashed in. They've all done great for themselves. They've had great lives, so good for them. Uh, But, yeah, they gave us eight albums of pure pop perfection. And I think it's a catalog worth exploring right here. So here you go. From the album The Visitors, this is ABBA with Head Over Heels.
All right, coming at number 58 here on the top albums of 1981 Countdown, that was ABBA from the album The Visitors with the song Head Over Heels, another big single for them. All right, moving over to number 57 right here, another European act, different kind of act, but someone else that also appreciates the music of ABBA is this guy right here, Elvis Costello. I remember him lifting some lyrics from Dancing Queen uh, non-satirically on his When I Was Cruel record. Uh, But yeah, Elvis Costello here on his fifth album in 1981 and you know the guy went pro in like 77 and he's already on his fifth album which is ridiculous this one came out on january 23rd of 1981 it was one of two albums he would put out this year the other one being an odd and end record called almost blue which is a record of all country music covers so yeah he was on fire and we're still in that quote-unquote classic era of elvis costello because uh we're still being produced by nick Lowe right here uh, so yeah, I mean, if you're starting off with his stuff, you definitely want to start with that early era and all the albums that Nick Lowe helped him with. And and I got to say, top to bottom right here, Trust may be his most rocking album, or one of them for sure. If you're into the more heavier side of his stuff, like I said, stick with the Nick Lowe stuff for sure. But this album has a lot of cool, upbeat songs, and I don't think this album gets talked about enough, but you definitely should give it a chance. Further proof, here's a great standout track from it. This is Elvis Costello with... Luxembourg. Dressed up like a dog sitter, no matter who the hell I'm going to host. This is a dog's life, and you're the kid's clothes. The hound's your sons, and how about your daughters? The man from a bunch of is already bought us, now you look like a lover, but you're only the tourist. there by elvis costello and the attractions that was luxembourg from the album trust go check that record out 
like I said, it's a nice little gem there that people don't talk about as much. Yeah, I love the first two albums as much as anybody else, but, you know, the third, fourth, and fifth, you know, those are all great. Imperial Bedroom, greatness. This album is great. Anyway, yeah, check them out. All right, sticking with the European side of things, and I've always called this band the most British band ever because, you know, there's a lot of great British bands, but I feel like this band, at, at, at a certain point and really early on in their career, was like, we are the most British and we're not even going to try to tailor make our music to appeal internationally. We are strictly, strictly European and very British. And that is the Kinks. And they deserve a lot of respect for that. True working class music, the Kinks. And still putting out great records as of 1981. Their 19th record right here. Like I said, not, not the oldest band on this countdown, weirdly enough. That would be the Isley Brothers. But man, yeah, 19th record, still sounding angry, still sounding great right here. And I even know, even though they lift a little bit of a classic line here from themselves, they're definitely doing it with a wink and a sneer. Uh, so don't think that they're just going back to the well. Like, this is definitely the Davies just giving the middle finger to the industry right here. But uh, I love it. They still sound great on this record. Further proof from the album, give the people what they want. This is The Kinks with Destroyer. Man, I got caught Lola and I took her back to my place. Feeling guilty, feeling scared, hidden cameras everywhere. Stop! Hold on. Stay in control. Yeah. 
you're just a bit sad Cause there's a man in you, gnawing you, tearing you into two There you go, the kinks right there with Destroyer from the album Give the People What They Want. That album, this is weird. I actually was looking this up while the song was playing. So this album was released in America on August 15th, 1981, and then released almost half a year later in the UK, actually in January of 1982. If there's someone out there from Europe right now doing a 1981 countdown, this one will probably not be on there because it came out in 82. Technically, that's the case, but uh, yeah. That that's what I would do at least. But yeah, it, it was delayed due to the fact that Ray Davies wanted to do like uh, a big video album or something for this record, and it never even came out. He couldn't raise the money to do it. So, say <laughs> la vie. So I wonder if there was a lot of hardcore fans like having to import the record from uh, America. What a kick in the balls that is, because they pretty much get most of the things anyway. Interesting. At least I think it is. Well, I said that every record on this countdown is worth checking out, and I meant it because this next one is a big record, one of the biggest records of 1981. Kind of surprised it was this low, but like I said, anybody making this countdown is true greatness. This album came out on November 9th, 1981, produced by a guy named Peter McClan, and I have, you know, fellow CNJ cohort Pete LaRussa from the I Am Vinyl podcast when I had him on years ago to do his top 10 desert island list this was in his top 10 so my apologies to pete that it's not in the top 10 of 1981 here but you you may understand as time goes on but this is a great great record there were just a handful of tracks that didn't really get me this time around but when it's great it's great and i even love some of the b-sides and outtakes from this record so that all being said one of the strongest debut albums of all time minute works business as usual I mean, from the get-go, they were just killing it. Some of my earliest memories of music are songs from this record. You know, like I was, you know, by the time you're like three years old, you're kind of registering things. And I was getting to that point when they were hitting on radio about that time. Because they didn't really start happening in America until about 82. It took a while for this album to get hot in America. But man, Who Can It Be Now, Down Under, and Be Good Johnny were like absolutely a part of my early musical brain. So much so that I feel the need to play one of those songs here to represent them on this countdown. So I'm going to go with it. The kickoff track, of course, on the great business as usual record. This is Minute Work with Who Can It Be Now?
Also, definitely one of my favorite, favorite singers of all time in any genre. That was the great Colin Hay with Minute Work. That was Who Can It Be Now from their debut album, Business As Usual. You got to get that album and definitely Cargo. Those are killer classic albums. They're definitely must-owns. All right. Speaking of must-owns, another great killer band. I feel like everything from this point out with like the occasional like gimme pick by your friend Joey over here, you're going to know all these. Like, you, you've heard all these. You've probably owned all these records pretty much from here on out, starting with the Minute Work record. So, yeah, further proof, this band's fourth album right here came out on November 6th, 1981. Number 54 here on the 81 from 81. And for my money, an improvement over their third record. The third album's good, but this one's definitely better. I think they kind of rebounded on this one. At least, you know, probably commercially was probably the reason why. Because there wasn't any like big, big, big hits on the third one. And this one has a handful of them. And uh, also, speaking of killer, killer opening tracks from records. And we just played one with Minute Work. This is another one of my favorite, favorite kickoff tracks ever. So I'm sticking with track one on this one as well. So to represent this album right here. That was produced by the great Roy Thomas Baker of Queen fame. This is the Cars from the Shake It Up record with Since You're Gone, right here on WWW. 
Thanks for indulging me in my little private parts moment right there. That was Cinchagon by The Cars from the Shake It Up record. And also a big shout out to my old friend Sean George, who was my next door neighbor in Baton Rouge and my adopted older brother, as I call him. Uh, turned me on to some great music. And one of the first mixtapes he ever made me had Shake It Up on there. So I'm always going to love that record for that reason as well. All right, coming at number 53 on the top, 81 of 81 is another huge record. You know this record. You love it. Hopefully you do. Uh, I played Red Rider a few episodes back uh, in the first part of the countdown here. Here's another great Canadian import right here, even though we all are part of North America. We're all neighbors. Uh, is this band right here, Loverboy, their second album, Get Lucky, that came out on October 7th, 1981, produced by the great Bruce Fairbairn, the late great Bruce Fairbairn, one of the great producers of all time, and also co-produced by guitarist Paul Dean. This record, another monster, of course, working for the weekend, huge song, Take Me to the Top and Lucky Ones were pretty big singles as well. I'm going to play you this one right here, the second biggest song off the record, because I love this song as well. It makes me think of music of the early 80s, of course, along with Working for the Weekend, but I'm playing this one as a sentimental favorite. So here you go. This is Loverboy with When It's Over.
All right, some Loverboy right there for you. I love me some Loverboy. When it's over from their second album, Get Lucky, falling way short of the sophomore jinx. They actually did better the second time around. And that first album's damn good too. So yeah, check out some Loverboy, especially those first two or three records. I, I think they're great. All right, another great band, but completely different kind of band, especially in critical circles, is this one right here. This band had their rookie year in 1981, officially on August 25th of 1981. The debut album by one of the great rock bands of all time, The Replacements, put out their first record with a very unmarketable punk rock title right here. Sorry, Ma, forgot to take out the trash. Yes, love me some replacements. Once again, this album was co-produced by the great Paul Westerberg. And let's see if I can get these names right. Peter Jesperson and Steven Shellstad. I'm assuming he's Swedish. I'm sure he's a nice man. Uh, but yeah, this is cool. I mean, like, sometimes bands take a while to get going. And, you know, you can definitely hear, you know, some early rookie you know kind of jitters in here but for the most part this is a very enjoyable record the songs are super short the initial album is 18 tracks and it only goes on about 35 minutes or so so like the average right there they're like two minutes and under with only like a couple of songs coming in at like the three minute mark and change but uh it's a super fun record i dig it i mean i am down with you checking out anything from the replacements so here it is my favorite song from the replacements debut album this is customer enjoy and turn it up placements right there from their album sorry ma forgot to take out the trash that was customer hope you enjoyed that yes meow that was the number 52 album of 1981 according to me and we're closing off this episode with number 51 of course i hope we are yeah this is 51 <laughs> uh but yeah another really cool alternative based band putting out their first album in 1981 Right in the summer, June 19th, 1981, this album was produced by the band and a guy named Pete Soley, who's got a ton of credits. Go look him up. S-O-L-L-E-Y. This band right here, in their rookie year of 1981, even though they've been a band for quite a while, under a different name. And you'll probably get it right away who I'm talking about when I say the original name of this band 
was the Mystic Knights of the Oingo Boingo. Yes, shortening to Oingo Boingo with this album right here, Only a Lad. Really great record. One of their standouts for sure. Uh, one of my favorite songs in this album for a long time was the opening track, Little Girls, but I, I don't think that that song is very appropriate to play anymore. I'm not trying to be a prude or anything, but it just comes off really weird. I hope this song was written satirically. Who knows? That'd be something to ask Danny Elfman. But there's plenty of other cool songs to check out. They even do a fun version of You Really Got Me. Of course, the Kinks song. We played the Kinks earlier. And of course, Van Halen already had a hit with a cover of it. But I really dig their version too, so check it out. It's a, it's a fun little like abstract, alternative, new wave kind of cover of it. Uh, but yeah, this one right here was actually the closer on the album. So it's only fitting that we close the episode today with this one right here. From Only a Lad, this is Oingo Boingo with Nasty Habits.
I feel like on that track is especially when you can hear Danny Elfman's score stuff, you know, like the stuff that you'd wind up doing for Tim Burton movies mostly, especially early on. But you definitely hear it in that. So that was Nasty Habits from Oingo Boingo from the Only a Lad record, the 51st best album of 1981 and our 81 from 81 countdown, according to me, myself and I, Joey. Hope you enjoyed this episode. Hope you come along with me for the rest of the best albums from 1981. We've got 50 more to play for you, so that means five more parts. And they're going to have some killer stuff on here. Of course, it has to be. It can only get better from here. So join me, won't you, for the top 50. Until then, I'm going to send it over to my better half, Nola, with the plugs and the best damn outro song in all the podcasting business. Take it away, Nola. We would like to thank you for taking the time to listen to the show today. You can reach us on Facebook or Twitter. We love getting messages and always do our best to respond. Every time you share our show, our new kittens, Ruby and Ripley, get a treat. We're on Twitter at RockStrikes10, and the direct email is RockStrikes10 at gmail.com. When you search for us, the number 10 is always spelled out. If you would like to support our show financially, we do have RockStrikes10 shirts for sale. For $20, we will ship you out a high-quality, soft-as-heck, next-level branded shirt and a button. Send us an email or direct message for more details or to order. Please help us spread the word about this show and all of our other quality shows by listening, liking, subscribing, and sharing. Our official website is cnjradio.com. You can visit this site for all episodes of Rock Strikes 10 going back all the way to episode number one. While you're on cnjradio.com, check out these other quality shows. The Wrestling House Show, a pro wrestling podcast unlike any other. The Synaptic Empire Audio Transmissions, hosted by Randy Brown, a true alternative. The Last Theater, starring Chris, where cinema's trash is treated like treasure. Talking Rock with Joey and the great Mark Streakle of Talking Metal. And the I Am Vinyl Podcast with Pete LaRusa and occasionally Joey. Last but not least, we would like to give an extra special thanks to the great Pete LaRusa and the band Spacebeard for the best outro song in the business. Go to facebook.com slash spacebeardband to purchase their music and make sure to tell them that Rock Strikes 10 sent you. We hope you tune into the next show. Until then, have fun.